Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time for how to, when we address some of those life decisions we don't make very often. Today it's how to have a child through surrogacy. Annette Hickey is a surrogacy solicitor. Annette, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. So when people come into an individual or a couple come into you uh, first, Annette, what, what are the initial things you have to take into consideration? Well, the initial things, um, Sean, is surrogacy is an option for a same-sex male couple, a heterosexual couple. So that's like a man and a woman or a same-sex or an individual single gentleman. Mm. Surrogacy is not an option at the moment for a single female or a female same-sex couple. So that's the first point. How interesting. Yeah, why Why? Yeah, why not the two, the, those two last because categories? Because the only way that you can create a legal relationship, a parent-child relationship in Ireland, is through the biological connection between the father and the baby. Mm. So that, by its very nature, then eliminates female same-sex couples or um, single females. So if a couple comes into me, the first thing we're going to look at is and speak about is what is their status? So are they a same-sex couple? Are they a heterosexual couple? Are they a single um, gentleman? We're then going to look at well, where are they con- uh, considering pursuing their uh, surrogacy journey? There is two types of surrogacy. There's domestic and there's international surrogacy. In our, the practice that I work in, less than 2% of the couples that we are uh, working with are pursuing surrogacy here in Ireland. So the vast majority are going overseas. Mm. Now, so, just, sorry to jump in, but you say in Ireland, it's because there's no legislation there. You can only do it in very limited circumstances. There's no legislation in Ireland. So again, um, if you pursue surrogacy here in Ireland, um, the surrogate, the woman who gives birth, is registered on the birth certificate as the mother. Mm. If you pursue surrogacy overseas... Once you step foot in Ireland and come home here in Ireland, you're still sub- you're subject to that understanding. So, for example, so that's something that we really explain to a couple. If you pursue surrogacy in USA, Canada, uh, Ukraine, um, uh, pre the outbreak of the conflict, Georgia, countries where there is a regulated framework and where your name uh, would be on the birth certificate mm. when you come home. When you return to Ireland, you're you're back in Ireland. So the Irish understanding takes over. So uh, once you set foot in the, as I say, in the Tarmac in Dublin Airport, the view here in Ireland is that the biological father has an entitlement to apply for a declaration of parentage, guardianship, and custody from the Irish court, and that the surrogate, wherever she is in the world, irrespective of what the regulated legal situation in that country is she's viewed here in Ireland as being the legal mother of the child. Right. So that I suppose really shows the necessity for legislation and regulation here in Ireland. Yeah. Now just to, just be clear about that. So say if 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 a couple as as was the case before the war a lot of people go to Ukraine for this when that child was born in Ukraine what names go on the birth cert as the parents is it, is it the Irish couple absolutely so in the Ukraine the surrogate has no legal relationship with the child mm. there's a statutory framework there that sets out very clearly that the commissioning parents the intended parents are recognized as the legal parents of the child from birth so in that country that lady as i said has no legal relationship with that child. When the couple return to Ireland with their child, um, the biological father has an entitlement 
to bring an application before yeah. the Irish courts to be recognised as a parent of the child. Now, if the child was born um, and the embryo was used using the biological material of both the Irish dad and the Irish woman, mm-hmm. so that the Irish woman is biologically related to the child, also that bears no relevance to the process whatsoever. Okay. The Irish woman's biological relationship is ignored and the second parent, the Irish woman, and if it's a same-sex couple, the only legal relationship they can have with that child at the moment is after two years they can apply to be a guardian of the child. So that's one of their... Okay. Even though, like, if Mr. and Mrs. Kelly travel from Ireland to Ukraine, they have a baby through a surrogate and then they come back with a birth cert saying the parents are Mr. and Mrs. Kelly, the Irish state says no, they're not. The Irish state says no, they're not. The Irish state says that the surrogate who delivered the baby is the legal mother. Mm. And more interesting, Sean, if that surrogate is married at the birth, at the time of the birth, Ireland says we presume her husband to be the father of the child and that presumption then is rebutted by this DNA test. Oh my God. Right. So, (laughs) presumably, this is for for, for potential couples, this is something they have to think about first because this is, how do they get the child back into the country then? Absolutely. So, if if a couple pursues surrogacy um, in a country where the child at birth is not entitled to a passport from that country, so... That would include Ukraine, Mm. Georgia, Greece, Cyprus, some countries in South America. It's essential that the biological father is an Irish citizen. At birth, when the DNA test proves that the Irish father is the biological parent of the child, that then gives that father an entitlement to apply to the Department of Foreign Affairs for an emergency travel certificate to bring the baby back to Ireland. The Irish father must be an Irish citizen for his child at birth when his parentage is proved through a DNA test to be entitled to that uh, emergency travel certificate. If a couple consider pursuing surrogacy in a country where the only travel document that the baby is entitled to in order to get home to Ireland is an emergency travel certificate and the Irish father is not an Irish citizen, we then have a nightmare situation because the child is stateless. Right. My word. So that's really important. Thankfully, um, and to touch wood, um, I've never had to have that situation with a couple. But that's why legal advice, if you're talking about how to pursue surrogacy in, you know, um, in Ireland, the most important, and it cannot be overemphasised, the most important um, first step for any couple is talk to a solicitor here in Ireland. There's not going to be a charge. There's not going to be a cost. But these are really, really, really important um, information um, that people need to be aware of. And then they can go and they talk. We always say speak to surrogacy support groups. There are amazing support groups of parents who have completed the journey. Mm-hmm. So they will get honest advice peer support, Irish families through surrogacy, Irish gay dads. Um, You're looking at as then, you know, the country that you're, you know, what's the legal status of country, of of surrogacy in that country? Is it regulated? Is there law? Is it prohibited? 
you need to get independent legal advice in the country of birth. Yeah. Again, we will steer and yeah. advise couples that that is really, really important. You We're, did name uh, uh, several countries there. And now, obviously, Ukraine's out of the picture for the moment. But those other countries that you mentioned, does the law vary in those different places yes. and people might yes. go there for differing reasons? Yes, it does. And um, also in those countries, um, eligibility requirements for intended parents vary. For example, Georgia, you must be a heterosexual married couple. You cannot be a same-sex couple. Oh, right. Um, Cyprus, it's an unregulated, uh, sorry, it's unregulated in Cyprus, which means there isn't, there isn't regulation. Um, so both heterosexual and same-sex couples can pursue surrogacy. You also, you know, in the USA and Canada, it's open to both heterosexual and same-sex couples. Um, you're also we're also advising couples to look at the sur- their surrogate mum. If you're pursuing sur- if a same sex couple, this is really important. If a same sex couple are pursuing surrogacy in a country where surrogacy for same sex couples is um, that that it's okay, mm. but the surrogate is from a country where surrogacy for same sex couples is prohibited and is not okay. There needs to be a further discussion there between the Irish solicitor, the intended parent solicitor um, in the country of birth and the agency and the clinic to ensure, um, you know, if, if, if is the surrogate mom going to, st- is she staying in the country throughout the pregnancy? Is she returning home to the country that she lives in? You know, is there any, you know, to make sure that everything is as, is as safe as possible from a ethical, medical care, legal point of view for all parties, for the surrogate mother, for the intended parents and for the child that's going to be born. Right. In terms of finding a surrogate mother, is, is this generally done through an agency? Uh, in international surrogacy, it's generally done through an agency. Yeah. Um, different countries have different, um, I suppose, uh, approaches towards the matching process. Canada is... Um, kind of got a particular style um, where the surrogate mum actually chooses the couple. So, right. hmm. And so it's very much um, that the surrogate just kind of decides that, you know, it's an altruistic, which kind of it's an un, it's not a commercial surrogacy in Canada. So that the surrogate mother um, decides that if, you know, if she can have a relationship and that she's drawn to helping this particular, uh, the particular couple. In other countries, um you know, couples will receive, you know, profiles of surrogate mothers, get to have, you know, Zoom calls, get to speak with surrogate mothers. Um, and um, so there's a process mm. of being matched um, surrogate mother with intended parents um, before kind of, the you know, the journey commences. Yeah. Now, and so when that journey has commenced, presumably the, the, the parents, uh, you know, have to shoulder all the costs. What kinds of things are we talking about here? We're talking about um, we're talking about the fertility clinic costs. We're talking about the uh, compensation uh, for the surrogate mother throughout the journey. We're talking about the fees to the agency. Uh, we're talking about legal costs um, here in Ireland, legal costs in the country of birth. We're talking about the surrogate mother's legal costs. We're talking about um, you know the, the various costs and expenses and pregnancy related expenses that they cover for the, um, and discharge uh, for the surrogate. We're talking about um, DNA tests. We're talking about flights, we're talking about accommodation, uh, we're talking about apostolising document costs, we're talking about notarising. 
So there's a lot of costs um, and I suppose that's, you know, surrogacy is uh, probably, it's one of the biggest emotional and psychological journeys and for any, uh, you know, parents mm. and it's very costly. And I suppose that's, you know, when a couple would come and say we're considering pursuing surrogacy in X country in it, we understand the cost there is 60,000, let's say. Yeah. I'm saying to them then, what's included in that? Because it's very important that the couple, if they've budgeted a certain figure, that they know, well, are your, are, is the DNA test costs included in that? Are your, accom- is your accommodation costs, are your flights included? Is your Irish legal fees included? Is the surrogate mother's legal fees included? So inevitably, whatever figure, a couple will kind of say to me, we're looking at 60,000 net or we're looking at 70,000. I will say to them, uh, put another 25,000 on top of that. And I'm yeah. very, like, I think it's very, very important at mm. the start that for any couple starting the journey, they know exactly, you know, legally what they're getting into. They know exactly um, what kind of support, um, help, guidance, you know, how their how their surrogate has been taken care of. And they know exactly how much this is going to cost so that there won't be any hidden uh, kind of are any surprises at any stage during the during the journey? My and out of that, and you know, as you seem to be saying, there can easily run to a hundred grand. That how, what's the compensation to the actual surrogate? That varies very much, I suppose, depending on particular countries and the, you know the standard of living um, mm. and the costs. So, say a surrogate in USA, California. Um, is going to be getting, you know, if you're looking, it, 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 you know, you could be a surrogate in 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 California could be getting kind of, you know, fifty, sixty thousand. Mm. Um, a surrogate in, you know, but that's it equates to kind of the the value and the standard of living. Um, a surrogate in Ukraine or Georgia will be getting a lesser figure. Yeah. But that's why I, I think Irish intended parents are very focused on. Let's break this down. Let's see who is getting what and let's make sure that everybody and most particularly the surrogate that she is being receiving her compensation her you know her monthly uh, uh, compensation towards her out of pocket expenses her pregnancy related expenses um, you know as is provided as is provided for in the surrogacy agreement Yeah Do, do parents when they get back here do they um, uh, do they keep in contact with the surrogates is oh, that a common thing or Absolutely Um um, I think in the last number of months, um, none of us can, I suppose, you know, are, are immune to kind of, you know, seeing and hearing, the, you know, about how Irish parents through surrogacy uh, from Ukraine, um, how a lot of Irish Irish parents have, you know, they've contacted their surrogates. The surrogates have chosen to come to Ireland. Um, the surrogates are here in Ireland or the parents, you know, flew to neighbouring countries to, um, you know, to uh, support the surrogates. Um, I would say of the couples that I've worked with, the vast, vast, vast majority. It's the it's the very rare and exceptional parent um, isn't uh, maintaining a um, you know some kind of a relationship mm. with you know with the surrogate. Yeah. Um, you know, it mightn't be on a weekly basis, but there's there's contact there. The the outbreak of the war, I assume, has affected this. There must have been surrogates in Ukraine when the invasion took place. There was absolutely, and I have said it before, and I say it again. I mean. As I said to you, we've yeah. had a, a little um, Irish baby has just been born in the Ukraine today. So that's absolutely fantastic. Um, there has been babies born in the Ukraine um, since the outbreak of, of the war. It has been um, extraordinary to see how surrogates, intended parents um, came together, supported each other. Um, our Department of Foreign Affairs were 
outstanding, phenomenal. Um, the support and work and commitment that they've provided from pre the commencement of the war to the current um, to the current date and will continue to provide um, is just exceptional. Um, so uh, you know, every everything is going fine. Surrogates are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, intended parents are fine. Intended parents are able to, you know, go in, be with their be with their babies. Babies are being born healthy and well and are coming home to Ireland. So it's it's not how parents um, would have um, hoped the last no, few months of their. But we're, we're they're getting through. We're getting yeah. through. So, but, but the same rules, though, I assume, still apply, even though there's a war in that country. The uh, the Irish parents have to go in there, have to do the DNA test, have to make the application at the moment. Given the, um, I suppose, the uh, particular circumstances in the Ukraine, our Department of Foreign Affairs has been um, exceptional in putting the health and well-being of the child first. So um, the um, families have been supported in, um, you know, at some one stage, parents weren't there when babies were born. Yeah. So certain steps had to be taken and babies were, you know, united with their parents. But at the moment, parents are going in. Um, and they're, you know, being very, 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 uh, you know, very personally and well supported by the Department of Foreign Affairs. So, again, I can't thank them enough. Right. Yeah. So, but the, the case still is, though, to go back to sort of where we started, that it, when that couple arrived back into Ireland uh, with their baby, only one of them uh, um kind of formally apply to be a parent. Does yes. that mean the other parent never has a legal relationship with that child? At the moment, yes. So that's what's so heartbreaking for so many families and so many second dads and Irish mothers through surrogacy when they say, what's my position? What's going to happen? And in the absence of legislation, um, I say to them that when your baby is two with the consent of your husband, um, you can apply to be a guardian. Now, that's like horrifying from the point of view, Sean, when you think of it in those first two years if something was to happen to the dad, I'm working with a couple where yeah. the father is very unwell. Oh, if anything God. happens to him, mm. that child is left with no parent in this country with a guardian. A marital breakdown. Yeah. You could just imagine if there was an abuse, you know, a difficult marriage situation where the uh, second parent is a legal stranger. And in those first two years, like, you know, the, the, this situation can be weaponized where the, the, the second parent if you know feel you know it, there's been horrific days where people have contacted me saying this isn't working and if there's you know if it's a really difficult a really difficult breakup what's my rights net nothing none even if you've become a guardian after the two for the years fir- for the first two for years for the two years but with that after that point then after do they have, that, a, you have equivalent have a gar- legal standing you have, guardian, you have guardianship so that gives you standing that yeah. gives you a standing you're not a legal stranger to your child yeah are there any, I mean, this has been talked about for such a long time about changing the law. Is there any meaningful move, movement there really for them is, to Sean, change the law? There really is. I mean, the last 12 months has been, um, you know, the momentum that has been behind this has been unbelievable. Again, there are some amazing advocacy, uh, surrogacy advocacy support groups who have been campaigning in every county throughout the country. Um, a joint committee on international surrogacy was established. That committee um, met um, in spring of this year. They produced a report in July with 32 recommendations. Those recommendations, as I understand it, have gone to the three ministers involved, which are the Minister for Health, the Minister for Justice and the Minister for Children. Mm. I understand that the recommendations have been received um, positively. 
those recommendations, Sean, provide for once you meet criteria, standards, ethics, when both parents return to Ireland, both parents will be recognised as parents. It's only right and proper. Yeah. And that the children that are born, that are here now, that the second parent could be recognised as a legal parent of that child. So it would have to be applied retrospectively. Retrospectively, but yeah. it's a, 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 quite a simple, straightforward kind of process. Again, uh, all of the people that attended that committee, it was acknowledged, I think, you know, that what we have here is a situation which isn't putting the best interest and welfare of children first. So anybody who's got concerns, I suppose, as regards ethics, possible exploitation through surrogacy, the only way we can protect and ensure that Ireland, um, that there's none of that here in Ireland is through regulation and through, you know, a statutory framework. Then you've got conditions, you've got criteria, you've got checklists, you've got standards that these international agencies, countries must um, hit Uh, before we start a surrogacy journey. So I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Annette, thanks a million for coming in to speak with us today. That was Annette Hickey there, a surrogacy solicitor. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We want to take a break. After that, the woman who helps you break up. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.